Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate and your cabin in the woods. And hello to all of you checking us out on one of our affiliate stations across North America. Those of you streaming the audio on the Conspiracy Show app. Those of you watching the live stream on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Hey, please hit that red sub button. We've passed the 16,000 subscriber mark, and let's keep that going. And last but not least, hello to each and every one of you in our live stream chat room. However, and wherever you're listening... I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. A journalist and documentary filmmaker, Bob Connolly, is here, and we've been discussing Tesla medicine, uh, the contributions to the biomedical field of the great Serbian-American inventor, Nikola Tesla. And as I say, we will take calls this hour. The phone lines are available for questions and comments, 416-360. 0740. Again, 416 360 0740. That's in the greater Toronto area. And toll free from just about anywhere, 1 866 740 4740. 1 866 740 4740. And once again, a reminder that Bob Connolly will be a speaker at the Total Health Show which is happening April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And that's North America's premier natural health show, which brings cutting-edge knowledge to Canadians from the leading innovators in the natural health field for 42 years. TotalHealthShow.com and Bob's film, Tesla Medicine, uh, will be screened on Saturday, April the 13th, around 6.30 p.m. Uh, all right, so... Uh, Let's see, Bob, before the break, you wanted to talk about, it's not just uh, electromagnetic therapy or electro um, high voltage electricity and so forth. He also worked with light, ultraviolet light. Tell me about that. Okay, yeah, the, hmm, well, he he was a showman. He liked to, you know, entertain rich, you know, and famous people in his laboratory. So um, he was trying to show that his electricity was safe, so... He stood in front of his great big flat spiral Tesla coil, and it was sort of hidden with a black, you know, blanket over top of it. And when he came close to it, he actually glowed blue. And it's quite common that you'll hear, you'll read and hear stories about how he turned into a human light bulb. But that was actually ultraviolet light, and it's called a cold corona discharge, and yeah, a lot of people are probably familiar with, like, maybe curly in photography. Picture your finger or your hand. Well, he did that to his whole body. And he found that when that happened, it created ozone in the ultraviolet light. So when ultraviolet light touches oxygen, it turns into O3, which is ozone, which is it's a, it's an antibiotic, an antiseptic. So right. he, he just flushed all the you know germs you know off of his body, and he decided to patent a machine um, called an ozone generator. He was the very first one, and this just um, tests the coil inside, and it creates ultraviolet light. And when the oxygen passes over top of the light, the 
oxygen becomes magical and it's quite common today now when you uh, naturopaths that are sort of you know going out on the limb this is not something that's practiced in a traditional uh public health care system but it's it's exploding in the private health care system and uh, you take uh, this ultraviolet light that touches oxygen and you inject it into your uh, a bag of blood that's been drawn out of your body and they put it back in so now you've got sort of ultraviolet light via oxygen inside your blood you're killing a lot of the microorganisms and when you use that in conjunction with magnetic field therapy which makes the cell wall more permeable and highly oxygenates it and improves the microcirculation so it uh, the blood flows through the whole body um, it's a really really good one-two punch and but it's a private sort of healthcare system that's that started in Switzerland but it's becoming popular here and there's about 10 places in the Toronto area that actually use that type of therapy now uh, before the break you mentioned uh identifying the resonant frequency of a particular cell, whether it's a cancer cell uh, or what other you know, pathogens and viruses and so forth. And to me, that sounds very familiar. It sounds like the work of Royal Raymond Reif, who was doing much the same thing and then supposedly be, uh, was, you know, uh, ostracized and and uh, kind of shut down by the Mayo Clinic and so forth, or the you know the Rockefeller Foundation. You hear all these conspiracies. Who was after Royal Raymond Wright? But it sounds like they were sort of on the same wavelength. No pun intended. Tesla and Royal Raymond Wright. Well, I'm glad you brought up that subject because uh, it's it's a it's a subject that's uh, very dear to me here in Canada because they've actually taken these Wright frequencies. And they put it inside of a, of a device that comes from Germany that was invented in Hungary, and it's called Oncotherm. Oncotherm. And there's uh, about three of these machines in the area. And uh, so if we go back to Rife, he made a microscope uh, using quartz crystal lenses and ultraviolet light, and he could see a, a live virus. Um, and then he would take a, a radio wave and uh, put in a specific frequency and he would watch the live virus uh, wiggling around inside you know, the glass plate in the microscope and he could devitalize it. Uh, now, in something that works in a test tube and then something that works in you know, a person, that's completely different and you know, the stories go that he did cure breast cancer in California um, and uh, you know, the, the political situation, he wasn't a very good businessman at that time. He, I think he made a big mistake by fighting the, the you know, the medical associations other than, you know, teaming up with them. But um, I think it was a little bit too, uh, too ahead of its time at that time. It really wasn't refined. And what's happened is that, the, you know, the Germans have taken these frequencies and they've put them in machines and these machines are now Health Canada licensed here in Canada. So I like another thing I really commend the Canadian, you know, government here is that Health Canada, you know, allowed uh, this Oncotherm, which is targeted to breast cancer. But they added a little thing that was interesting to it, and that's 
heat onco for uh, for oncology and therm for thermal. So you lay in a bed and the water gets warm and they put a, a radio wave into a Tesla coil and the radio wave will heat up your skin and then they modulate that radio wave um, at a specific frequency that is uh, that it will target that specific frequency of the cancer. And uh, I've seen them work several times and I filmed it and um, and Magda tried, Magda Havis tried it too, and you know, it seems to work, so hats off to, you know, the Canadian government for, you know, allowing that machine into the country. Did, did Rife and Tesla know each other? Well, I'm sure they did, like, uh, you know, like, like, you know, Tesla invented radio waves, and, uh, you know, the radio broadcast transmitter, that's his invention, and that's, Basically, you know, Rife just bought a, you know, a radio transmitter, a uh, high, high-powered one to actually, you know, d- perform his experiments. Um, I'm not sure that's really, you know, safe to be around like a radio transmitter that close, all, you know, all the time. So, um, that machine is, I, I would, you know, I would treat, uh, you know, the, those early Rife machines that use radio waves with a little bit of suspect. And one of the things that Rife ended up he became a very depressed, you know, alcoholic. Um, yes. Yeah, I could see that he was, you know, upset that he wasn't, you know, given his due diligence. But he, being around this technology and using it too much, there are side effects to it. So you have to use everything, you know, in moderation. Can you imagine, though, Bob, if if Tesla and Rife had gotten together, had worked together? Well, um, as I said, you know, the, the reason why we don't know a lot, a lot about these things is because when they were rolling out um, electricity, just 60 hertz electricity a long time ago, you had this war of currents. And Edison and, uh, and Westinghouse, which is Tesla, that was his partner, um, they were fighting over, is it going to be DC or AC electricity? And Edison was being so cruel, uh, he was electrocuting elephants and dogs and even people and filming it and playing it in movie theaters, saying that right. electricity, Tesla's electricity. So Tesla, to fight that, he had to come out and say, no, no, here's all my electromagnetic healing machines. It doesn't kill you, it heals you. So it really was a war and. The President of the United States was afraid to turn the electricity on in the White House because of all the, uh, the this war, the, the fallout from it. So they to move the electricity through so we could have, you know, electric lights, they just said electricity doesn't have any, any magnetic fields have no effect. doesn't heal you, doesn't harm you. Okay, let's just bring electricity to the world. So because of that, we really didn't get uh, a lot of this healing magnetic field therapy stuff that, you know, the Russians did. But it's all come back, and, I, you know, maybe everything has to be, you know, at the right time for, you know, I'm not sure why things happen the way they do, but <laughs> I'm glad they're happening in my time anyhow. Hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's funny that Tesla has been described as the man who invented the 20th century, and yet... You know, he's not in the textbooks. 
why do you suppose that is? We, 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 when we think of, uh, you know, the invention of radio, we think of Marconi, we think of, if you're Canadian, you think of Reginald Fessenden, uh, the X-ray, for example. I mean, he really, you know, he didn't get credit for the X-ray. I think it's credited to some, uh, what was his name? Wilhelm, Wilhelm Conrad Rongent or something like that. He, Brogan Race, yes. Yeah, why don't we, why doesn't Tesla get the due even today? Well, you know, it was an interesting story. They asked um, Albert Einstein, what was it like to be the smartest man in the world? And Albert Einstein he replied, well, I don't know. You have to go ask Tesla. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, at that time, you know, Tesla was, you know, equally as famous as Albert Einstein. Um but then what happened was is that, uh, you know, modern day we've got Elon Musk. And uh, they asked him, um, who do you admire more, uh, Nikola Tesla or or Thomas Edison? And, you know, he's got the Tesla car company. So you would expect Elon Musk to say, oh, I love Tesla. But he said Tesla didn't get his just um, deserves, but... He liked Edison. Like Elon Musk actually liked, said he liked Thomas Edison better because he actually brought his inventions to market. And right, right, yeah. So I think where Tesla sort of failed is that he was so concerned just about inventing things. He never thought about the politics and the business that went along with it. So he, instead of Fighting with uh, all of this money, ma- you know, the money man and the ba- backers and his bankers and things like that. I think if he was a little bit more, maybe like Elon Musk, and just decided to uh, play both sides of the fence, he would he would probably have had much more success. But he decided to take these people on, and it's pretty hard to uh, go up against the uh, you know establishment like it was back then. Right. Yeah, a little too idealistic, maybe. Um, maybe you know, thought he was above getting his hands dirty with uh, filthy lucre. But let's face it: if you want to get uh, these ideas to market, and you want them to become, uh, you know, widespread and popular, then then you've got to you've got to play that game. And and Edison knew how to play that game. And the thing is, they the, they worked together initially. Uh, had they not parted ways, just imagine, you know, what, yeah. what other devices we might have today. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, the, the word, the big word is disruptive technology. And that's sort of what we're going through right now. So these machines that were invented a hundred years ago were adopted by the Soviet Union like forever. Came over to Germany, you know, with the with the when the wall came down, and found a great home over there. And highly advanced them, the Swiss and Germans. Like the technology that the Germans have is quite amazing, and they advanced it to such a a degree. And then it now comes over here to Canada. It's all totally legal. Oh yeah. Just don't send the bill to the government. Like, yes, you could use this. Doctors can buy these machines. They can use these machines. They can now sell them to their patients and to, you know, to, the, to have absolute miracles what they do. Um, 
but you can't send the bill to the government. So the government doesn't want to bring these things into the hospitals. They don't want to add more things that will cost money to it. They sort of expect you have a living room, you have a dining room, you have a bathroom to get well. They, the government wants you to start paying for your own health care and to take health into your own hands. So you become your own doctor and, and use these machines. And I, I sort of like that idea. I agree. Getting that I agree. message out there, there's a lot of, it's a disruptive technology. So we're going through exactly the same thing that Tesla went through a long time ago. It's, it's, it's radio stations such as yours that, you know, will go out on the limb and they'll talk about these things and they'll present them to the public and they're, there's nothing, no, there's no conspiracy theory anymore from the government that are holding them back. It's really, you know, I guess, you know, the vested interest of, you know, how our medical system is currently trying to manage itself. I wanted to get back to, uh, to Tesla, and I, I mentioned uh, the x-ray, which he kind of stumbled onto that from what I understand. I, I, I think he was, he was taking photographs of his good friend Mark Twain, and I, I forget exactly, but he, he noticed something that because Twain was, I guess, close to uh, some light or something. And anyway, he this is how he discovered it was while taking a photograph of Twain. But didn't he also have some device that Twain Twain had some kind of intestinal disorder or something, and and he oh, he supposedly cured Twain of it. What was that? Well, okay, so you know, there's. It's, it, him and Twain were best buddies. You know, they, they hung out all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Twain would like to bring, you know, his friends to see Nikola Tesla to put on a show because Tesla was a great showman. So Tesla was very much into vibrations, like vibrating the body, finding the resonating frequency of buildings to cause earthquakes or just the resonating frequency of how all your organs tied together so he made a vibrating plate on the floor and he had um mark twain stand on it and the people in the audience you know he said well, i'm going to you know make um mark twain you know have to do something and he turned the machine on and like instantaneously that um, mark twain had to go to the bathroom so he like <laughs> ran to the bathroom right away because to <laughs> and so that it leads me into a very good uh, segue here about Alzheimer's disease. And the University of Toronto had done some studies, and they teamed up with MIT. And I've actually filmed the Alzheimer's Society as part of this film. And they've discovered that 40 hertz, a flashing 40 hertz light, and a, a chair or a bed that will vibrate at 40 hertz actually starts to reverse Alzheimer's disease. And this wow. is coming out right now. So something this that is Tesla... At the University of Toronto, you said. At the university, yeah. This, and, this, and a study had just come out, and um, it's quite amazing. So in your brain, you have these plaques, and uh, you got to sort of shake out those cobwebs. <laughs> so just by vibrating the body at this specific frequency it's actually called gamma they actually gave it a name so alpha delta beta gamma remember i told you about these different frequencies beyond the earth's magnetic field right. now well, gamma rays 
gamma rays, well, Bob. They, well, people familiar, yeah. Remember, remember that comic, uh, Incredible Hulk. He was yeah. overexposed to gamma rays, right? Yeah. Well, well, that would be like the cosmic gamma rays. That's at the total ah, end of the spectrum. Okay. These are the low frequency. You know, they just called it gamma. Yeah. Okay. A- anyways, um, yeah, yeah, they've they've had really good success with mice. And they've actually done human trials here in Toronto at the University of Toronto, and, and it seems to work. So it hasn't reached the people yet. This is the problem. So um, I'm not sure. In my movie, I'm hoping that'll come out. And uh, University of Toronto is all proud about it. They have a music therapy course where they sort of, uh, you know, teach that. And you can buy, you know, sort of... A, just a part of a chair, just the top part of a chair that you could put on your chair, and it's got speakers in it, and then it will vibrate at 40 hertz. So they're starting to sell these things now, and and lights that you stare into, um, made in Canada, that flicker on and off at uh, 40 hertz. So it's and and you know Alzheimer's disease is so dreadful. It's just oh, the, the Canadian absolutely devastating. Yeah, the Canadian government. I I did some research with them. I actually had done. Um, some research with uh, uh, the uh, Ontario uh, Community Care Access Centers, and, uh, and uh, they said in about 10 years that it's Alzheimer's disease, unless they find a cure from it, has the potential to bankrupt the government. So, oh yes, absolutely, I, I believe it. Listen, we got to take another time out, Bob. We'll come back and continue to delve into Tesla Medicine Healing Fields right here on the Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Poking holes in the darkness. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Bob Conley stays with us again. He will be at the Total Health Show, which is happening uh, April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And Bob will be screening his documentary film, Tesla Medicine Healing Fields, 10 Years in the making this uh, documentary that'll be screened on saturday april the 13th let's go to the phones and we welcome gary from brantford ontario my hometown gary welcome aboard uh hello richard hi there i'm uh, nigger fascinator ah my old grade eight teacher <laughs> how you are you my friend I wanted to ask your guest, uh, Richard, um, the proximity to uh, corridor um, uh, power lines, is that a problem? And if Tesla had uh, been able to uh, transmit through the atmosphere uh, electricity, would that have also been problematic? I'll I'll hang up and I'll, I'll listen to you guys. Gary, thank you. Great hearing from you. Yes, nice hearing from you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's my old grade A teacher at Woodman Drive, probably my all-time favorite teacher. Uh, all right. Great question. So uh, he was he was theorizing that he or was working on this plan to transmit electricity through the air. He was funded, I believe, by uh, J.P. Morgan, and he had this great big tower at Wardenclyffe in, in Long Island, New York. And, uh, well, that kind of got shut down 
probably because J.P. Morgan figured, well, if we can transmit electricity through the air, how are people going to pay for it? Anyway, would that have caused some serious um, illness, ill effects? Okay, so it, it all depends on the frequency that he's broadcasting on. So Tesla ran into a little bit of a problem because he figured out the resonating frequency of the Earth was 10 hertz. He discovered this, not Schumann. Um, and this is when he was trying to broadcast electricity, and he was going to use the ground as the return conductor. So you send the electricity out over the air, and then it, it gets used as a light bulb, and then it returns through the ground at 10 cycles per second. Unfortunately, that causes Edison's light bulbs to flicker on and off, which you can see. So what they did is they raised the frequency of our power distribution system to a point where you couldn't see the flicker anymore, and that's 60 hertz. So if you slow a light bulb down in frequency, you'll see it's flickering at 50. That's why when you go over to Europe, which is on 50, sometimes you see the TV sets and the lights flickering. So they moved it up to 60, so you just can't see uh, the lights flickering. Now now you're, you've added a, a frequency, an unnatural frequency, you know, to the earth. Um, you're sort of stuck because, you know, you, you don't want flickering lights. So now you've got the power lines that he was, you know, suggesting. So now we've got the 60 hertz power lines that are, you know, running through the corridors. Now, right. Yeah. Now, they found out the World Health Organization declared 60 hertz um, power line frequencies to be a possible cause of cancer, a class 2B carcinogen, because of studies they had done on children that got childhood leukemia. So that was back in 2002 when they figured that out. So it's, it's possible. It's not for sure. It's not probable. It's a it's a possible thing because they noticed that the kids that were getting childhood leukemia when they went around and did an epidemiological study, they found that they usually either their houses backed onto the power lines or their their house was wired incorrectly with that knob and tube wiring, which makes huge magnetic fields. So, um, so I would say. Um, if you, you know, if you live on one of these power lines that's very, very close to you, and um, you're you're sleeping in this high magnetic field, um, that potentially might cause some problems. So you hire somebody, they're called a building biologist, to come to your home and check, you know, how much, you know, magnetic fields these things are are emitting. Now, if you're away from these things for probably about um, 200 meters you you really got nothing to worry about but if you're if your backyard and you you know walk out uh, you know the fence in your backyard and there's you know the power lines are right there that's suspect so you might want to get that charge and, and not everybody gets childhood leukemia or leukemia that lives on these power lines it's a genetic problem much like autism and they found the gene that uh, people will have that will cause them to be susceptible to these power line frequencies what i find curious though is that the transmission of electricity 
maybe I'm mistaken, but my perception is it really hasn't changed in over a hundred years. And you look at every other sort of field of endeavor in, of human activity, uh, and, you know, Moore's Law and all that, how everything is advancing, uh, by leaps and bounds. But electricity, we're still generating it and transmitting it basically the same way for the last hundred years. Why is that? When back in that war of currents was going on, you had Thomas Edison wanted DC electricity. But the problem with that, you can't send it very far. So every block would have to have a little DC generator to be able to service that area. AC electricity, because the, the current is alternating, you can send it for 100 miles because you're not, it's not going in a loop. You're just, it's just wiggling the light bulb back and forth 60 times per second to heat it up. There's not a lot of pressure needed to do that. Now, if you can run DC electricity in your home, that's the ideal way, you know, yes. to actually power your home. And I'm actually working as a consultant now for a, uh, a, a woman. She was an Olympic uh, swimmer, and she became allergic to chlorine. Um, and her husband got a kid, and they moved to Florida, and they want to build this house. So there's, you know, it's perfect to live in. And, and actually, if you put two solar panels on your, on your roof, they're in the States. You might need a little bit more here. If you put, I would say, probably four solar panels on your roof and about four marine batteries in your basement. And you charge up these batteries by the way of your solar panels. And then in the evening, when you want to use your power, just like you have camper trailers and just have boats that use 12 volts, you, you, there's like cigarette adapters in your trailer and, you know, in the boats, they're all DC right. low voltage. Use that in your house. Like start using DC electricity within your house uh, and run off of your batteries. And that's what Elon Musk wants to do with, you know, his Tesla Solar City. That's the right way to do it. Everybody should be generating their own power. I agree. Uh, it's it, we need to decentralize, and once we do that, in every every house has its own power plant. Every factory you could scale it up or down. Every factory has its own power plant. You don't need these long transmission because it's really inefficient, isn't it? I mean, how much do you lose? How much power do you lose? Energy do you lose? Uh, which just kind of leaks off of these transmission lines. It must be what thirty, forty percent. Yeah, this the huge amounts of, of electricity. That's the reason why the wires are placed so high in those power lines is because if they're if they're close to the ground, the the wires will just you know jump twenty feet. The electric field will jump twenty feet and run back to Niagara Falls where it came from because they don't want to <laughs> do yeah they don't want to do this job and they don't want to be sent hundreds of miles. So yeah, it's oh. DC, no frequencies, totally safe. Light bulbs don't flicker. You can actually run all the internet, all the stuff in your home. The Wi-Fi modems you can run on 12 volts. Uh, your computer, portable computers, run on 12 volts. You know, so you can you can have a nice, you know, you can't run your fridge and everything else that way. But that you can put all the alternating current over to your fridge and your freezer. But you can run the rest of your house on DC and uh, and and it's really safe. It's like you're camping up north in that log cabin. There you go. Uh, Melanie is checking in from Toronto. Hello, Melanie. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. 
Hi. Great show Hi as there. usual. Phenomenal. Um, well, I, that's coincidental. I was just reading actually a medical book, and it said there that they did surgery. A neurosurgeon, I believe, did some surgery, opened up the, the, the skull and the brain of, of a Parkinsonian patient. And he told that patient that you're going to be receiving um, some cells, uh, human cells or whatever kind of cells, and that you would feel better after that. Well, sure enough, after that, the man's symptoms totally subsided and he felt much better. So a lot of medicine now is looking to uh, the power, not just the power of suggestion, but the placebo effect. And that harkens back right to the Bible that Christ said, if you had faith as strong, as small as a mustard seed, you could move mountains. So a lot of uh, the things that uh, that we see now, I believe that uh, they're, they're a placebo effect. A lot of the medicine, they do not know how it works, how anything really works. But my second quick comment is, I believe a lot of these ailments that we're getting could be uh, from some of the um, effects that we're getting from the sun and from the gases that are permeating from in the ground that we're not even aware of. For example, like radon gas, and it could be stronger in one area and not stronger in another. Even house to house, this is why some of these children are maybe picking that up and and being influenced and, and becoming quite sick or generational. They found children whose parents, grandparents were in camps after the war who were starved and hungry, that they genes were totally um, uh, totally re- rearranged and some of them were actually damaged but the children okay. of the grandparents Melanie, i gotta, I got to jump in here because we're going to take a time out yeah, hang sure. on there, we'll get uh, Bob on the other side to talk about thank radon you. gas and other things yeah, The Conspiracy Show, back with more in a moment My name is Richard Serrett Don't be afraid of the dark The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome back. Coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs here in historic old Thornhill. Bob Conley stays with us. His documentary film, Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields. Now, Melanie, she's no longer on the line, but she's listening perhaps. She wanted to know about the placebo effect and also radon gas. I don't know if you can address either of those, Bob, but if so... Go ahead. Okay, so for Tesla and the magnetic fields as a placebo effect, one of the very first things in Canada that they were using magnetic fields when it was reintroduced into the country about 30 years ago was for animals, racehorses. Um, They found that if the racehorse broke its leg, um, instead of shooting it, you just you know put a Tesla coil around it and pulse it for a couple of weeks, and it would mend the the bone. That's probably the best thing that magnetic fields do is fix bones. So, you know, I, I, you, a horse, I don't think has a like a placebo effect in the horse. No, they have no yeah. expectation of whether something's going to work or not. Right. Yeah. So a magnetic field works. There's no placebo. I. I, I now. Once you immerse yourself into this magnetic field, um, I, I'm really not sh- exactly sure, you know, you know, if there's sort of, you know, spiritual, you know, healing that, you know, also comes in with that thing. I tend to think, and you know, there is, uh, you know, this quantum world, you know, through electromagnetism, which 
nobody today can really explain what you know electricity is, uh, how it works. So now for the that's radar, true, isn't that fascinating? Well, <laughs> we still know, don't quite I'm understand big, what electricity is. I'm a big fan of Edgar Casey, um, and actually, there's a little bit of that him in my movie because he was a big promoter of the violet ray, which is basically Tesla's invention of the high-frequency apparatus miniaturized into a handheld thing. It was very popular, and Andrew Casey talks about it in like 800 readings. Um, so I, I, there's a very spiritual you know, part of that whole thing. But moving over to the radon gas, um, we're talking about stuff that comes out of granite. Um, now, we have a, a great Canadian shield, you know, north and up in Muskoka, where it's all granite up there. People are worried mm. about bringing in a granite countertop to their, you know, home because of the radiation that comes to anybody that lives anywhere up there is getting huge amounts of now radon gas. So they, our government says it's, you know, if it's in your basement, it's hanging out there and it's not being you know, ventilated properly and you have that type of a basement, um, I'm not sure if it's a, a problem or not. Uh, however, I spend a lot of time and up in the, you know, up at Kilbear Park and in my movie because that is an ideal place to measure the Schumann resonance in which I've done several times um, to see the energy that comes out of that granite. And I find it to be, you know, really an amazing place to heal and because it's the parks are packed in the summertime and everybody's saying they've never felt better in their life um there's radon gas coming out of that stuff so you know that's not maybe because it can actually ventilate right out into the atmosphere where it's different in your house that it's sort of hanging out in the basement so i'm not really sure if i could uh, be an authority on you know, the dangers of that all right. I wanted to ask you about someone who took what Tesla was working on and kind of evolved it. And, and I don't know if you get into George Lakofsky and his multiple wave oscillating device. Do you talk about that in your film? My film, initially when I made this, I wanted it to be seen by doctors. So I really didn't want to address any subjects um, that a doctor couldn't go to PubMed and look it up and see a white paper on it uh, because that's the world of you know the professional medicine. Right. Show me the study. Yeah. So on purpose, I didn't do a lot of research. Now I know about you know this uh, multi-wave oscillator that he uses for you know treatments of cancer and things like that. Um, I know some people in clinics, you know, in Toronto that actually uh, use the devices. Um, they say it works well. Uh, however, um, it's hard to really, you know, you know, speak. Uh, so you've actually tested it. You've done your double-blind studies. You've uh, right. find out how it actually works. But I don't doubt that they do work myself. All right, we'll take another quick time out, come back, and finish up with Bob Conley, Tesla Medicine, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.
When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. And we are back for a few moments yet with Bob Connolly, a journalist, documentary filmmaker, and his uh, new film, 10 Years in the Making, is Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields. I wanted to ask you, I think we sort of touched on it, but get back, getting back to uh, uh, healing sounds. And um, one of the, the frequencies we often hear about that supposedly has uh, some rather miraculous uh, attributes is 432 hertz. Uh, and I'm not sure if it was Tesla or, or who said it, you know, understanding the power of, of four, three, and two or something like that. What, what can you tell me about Tesla's work with, with sound? Okay, well, you know, with Tesla, it's about 369, those three numbers, that, that was just the little thing. But 369, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 432, um, so if you go back into the, you know, the birth of, um, Music, where you've got the harp and you're playing the harp to David and, you know, King David and David was cured of depression when he listened to the harp. So it was harp. That was probably the very first healing thing that we learned about for like from the Bible. So music, you know, has healing. So they took the harp and they laid it down on the side and they sort of made a machine in the key of C, a harp C playing chords. So it's the very first piano. So they, and they had to choose an A note, what frequency is that going to be, and they chose on 432. And, the, and at that time, there was a lot of psychic and spiritual, you know, people that were, you know, singing choirs and toning, you know, sacred tones. And, you know, so they built this keyboard that we use as music. And then what happened is that Goebbels, which is Hitler's, a super propaganda minister said, "Well, I think we should change it to 440." And since he took over Austria, which is sort of the land of music for Mozart, um, he really pushed that, and the France pushed back, and then you know America won the war, and so they decided to you know ad- adopt to 440, and so they had to you know change the concert pitch of everything. Um, and, you know, myself, I'm a musician, I'm writing music for the film. Definitely music has uh, an important healing effect, and there's certain frequencies that have a specific uh, effect on your body, and I really personally feel myself that 432 is, you know, closer to the original uh, psychic uh Psychoacoustics that uh, you know were the first invented the you know our our music right but to to the to the uninitiated or to, to the uh, the novice or the, the naked ear perhaps would you be able to tell the difference between a four thirty two tuning and a four forty tuning can you tell uh, no I don't think anybody could unless they have perfect pitch they, because they, it's it's like four forty and thirty two like it's this, the the scents are are so um, mild. It's it's different, but uh, now it's. How would I describe this in another way? The difference between analog and digital. Like mm. I can tell the difference. Most people can't. Anybody that works in a recording studio, any musician, when they walk in and they hear like live music or 
uh, a violin or something like that, and they hear it on a compact disc and they hear it standing in front of them, they usually can tell the difference between analog and digital. And that's that's because of the shape of the waveform where it has all these, you know, minute artifacts in it. And then everybody usually says that analog music feels warmer. So it it does affect the cells. So when music comes into your body, when it's absorbed into your cells of your body, the cells vibrate its energy, just like a photon and electron sound has an energy, and it does have a healing effect. And um, the, the notes that are chosen, um, like you play something in, an, in a major scale, you're happy. Something in a minor scale, you're sad. And those are the harmonics. So it, there is a psychological, you know, a point around this. And when the sound goes into your body, your ear's not hearing it, but the cells of your body are feeling it. And I think it's the resonant of the absorption of the field into your body, which is where this whole 432 healing effect is coming in. So you believe that the Nazis deliberately tried to um, to get us away from the 432 because yeah. it, yeah, it yeah. was raising our vi- you know our vibration and so forth. They wanted to what dumb us down or? Well, um, you know, like. Um like, I'm not sure exactly the reasoning behind this, and I just follow all the conspiracy theories and, and things like that. However, um, there's a lot of these inventions, this magnetic field therapy that, they, you know, they banned a long time ago, and ultraviolet light therapy that they banned a long time ago. It was never banned by really rich people. <laughs> it was just the commoners didn't have that, and I'm... I'm kind of suspecting that, you know, there's a, an audio spectrum in there, too, right? Mm. Well, uh, as you've been highlighting over the last two hours, it seems like uh, Tesla is finally getting his due, and national governments, including right here in Canada, are starting to embrace this technology. It seems like we are on the cusp of a new era. Yeah, yes, the... Uh you know, I've, I was personally myself. I never thought that I would live to see the day where the government of Canada was actually selling, you know, cannabis and as a as a, a drug and as a medicine, and actually making money from it. I never thought I would see that. So I think that's pretty special for a government to be that forward thinking, saying, "Well, look, if we there's no way we're going to get rid of it," and it, obviously it works. It, the United government has a patent on growing THC as a drug, so we know it works. And now they've taken exactly the same thought process towards magnetic fields. They said, well, we know it works. It worked a long time ago. It works on animals. It's big over in, in Switzerland. So it's time for the people to be able to use it. Just don't send the bill to the government. That's where mm-hmm. we are right now. Well, Bob, congratulations. After 10 years of uh, hard work, your documentary film, Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields, finally available. And again, that will be screened on Saturday, April the 13th. People can go to the TotalHealthShow.com for more information. And thanks so much for hanging out. Thank you. I must say that you're the first one that got this interview for my film, so I feel very privileged to have been on the show. 
Thank you again, Bob. All the best. All right. My thanks to Owen Wolf, Ryan, and Albert. And I'll be back next week. Magda Havis will be here to talk about the dangers of 5G, which is coming at us like a freight train. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.